a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, there's a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And there's a lot in our world that does not make sense. Uh, but as always, we want you to join us and help us uh, elevate that conversation and illuminate a few things along the way. And you can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. And uh, I am just really delighted today uh, to welcome into the program uh, Maya Jaredot. Uh She is uh, working currently. Uh, she has a f- uh, fellowship with the uh, Deseret News uh, but she is a, an award-winning journalist and writer. She's had commentary and reporting that's appeared in the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Guardian, uh, among many other international outlets. And uh, she is a brilliant writer, a fantastic thinker, and has such a, an extraordinary worldview. Uh, Maya, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So we've been talking a lot about the America Family Survey this week uh, out by the Deseret News and BYU, and uh, you've been doing some writing around that, some reporting, uh, really some deep dive pieces. And uh, today we wanted to get into this concept of how do we talk about race with our children. And so share with us some of the data and and maybe starting with some of those things that we find are kind of common across the scale. Yeah, I think what's one of the most interesting data points to me about the survey was that um, when both Democrats and Republicans were asked the question, since March, have you discussed Black Lives Matter or police brutality with your family? 76% of Republicans Republicans, and 77% of Democrats answered yes. So I think that that similarity is actually more interesting than the differences. Um, and then when, when you go a little bit deeper into the data of that 76 and 77, um, it's 66% um, of, um, now I'm trying to remember if it's Republicans. Yeah, so yeah. 66% of Republicans and 68% of Democrats report having had conversations about these topics with their kids. So, again, you see almost identical rates, and that's what I think is, is so fascinating about this report. Yeah, and, and it's one of those that just confirms, once again, that we just are not that divided as a nation. Uh, every time you hear that, your spidey scent should go off, red flags and, mm-hmm. and whistles should go off. Uh, that we're we're just not, and and people tend to approach things in in very similar ways. Uh, Maya, you had in in your story today, and this is on uh, Deseret dot com. We've also got it on our Facebook page today. Uh, you tell the the experience of uh, someone that you interviewed for your story, uh, Rory Geller Mohammed. Uh, tell us that story because mm-hmm. I think it is a brilliant way. Again, we're we're talking about how do we talk to our children about race mm-hmm. and about some of these challenges. Share that with our our listeners. 
Yeah, so Lori, I mean, they're a really interesting family already because um, she's Jewish. She defines herself as white Jewish specifically, and her husband is um, a first-generation American, and his, his parents came from um, Guyana, Guyana, and sorry, in South America, and um, and he's a Muslim, and um, so they they've always been kind of. Um, you know, motivated and active around issues of race. And, and she, when, when George Floyd, when that happened, um, she realized that she was going to have to have a difficult conversation with their, with their five-year-old son. Um, and so she, she sat him down and she says that they ended up using his race cars, his toy race cars to kind of, um, simulate a, a community meeting about why this thing that happened isn't right and what, you know, we as a, members of a community can start to do to, to fix things, you know, the, the challenges that face our nation, really. Um, and I think that's yeah. so – anytime you can incorporate Hot Wheels into the discussion is uh, is a big win. I think Legos is next on the list, at least at my house. Uh, but I love the right. fact that, that she did that, that she was willing to explore a creative way – to have a, mm. an un, we have to get comfortable having the uncomfortable conversations, and I thought that was just such a great example. When I read that, I just smiled and I thought, "That's genius." Uh, and you talked to a, a, another uh, woman who who used a, a similar model, uh, but also just a great example in terms of how can we get comfortable having the uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Natasha Dan? Yes. Who is, yes. Um, she's actually yeah, so she's also fascinating. She's biracial. Her father is black um, and a Democrat, and her mother is is white. And um, Natasha herself um, identifies as a conservative Christian. Um, She's planning on voting for Trump, so she says she's not on the Trump train. But she says that the Republican Party both both you know most closely matches up with her family values in particular. Um, But because you know her her son. Um, she has two sons, and she says that, that the eldest is dark-skinned and the one that, that's younger, actually, I mean, some people mistake him for white. Um, so her older son, though, Raya, who's three, um, he is a Spider-Man fan, and um, he particularly likes the Miles Morales, the Hispanic Spider-Man. And so when a family member gave him um, the white, you know, a white or a non-brown Spider-Man, um, Raya took issue with it, and, and Natasha used that as an opportunity, like a teachable moment, you know, if you will, um, to kind of jump jump into the conversation about race and about skin, and and she uh, pointed to her own skin, um, you know, and, and to her son, and talked about how, how they like brown skin, um, and then she told him, you know, there are people who might not like your brown skin. They like white skin, and they think white skin is better. But this part, now this void is where it gets really beautiful to me. Um, and I, I, I actually did kind of tear up during the interview. She said, um, but we know that's not true. She said that to her son. God made us all different colors, and we are made in his image. God loves all the different colors. Oh. And I just think uh, that's just such a beautiful way to tackle the issue. You know, and they had multiple conversations after that. I think mm-hmm. whenever the opportunity presented itself, she dove in. But she's really letting her her kids kind of set the pace and and dealing with questions as they arise. It has to be an ongoing conversation yeah. in the home. I think. Oh, I, I think that's so vital. This is not an event. This is not a target. This is not a box you can check and say, "Oh, we talked about that. We're done." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's next? 
Uh, I think that's that's yeah. so vital. It is an ongoing conversation, but I do love that uh, that God made us all different colors. He loves all the colors. Uh, and I think that's a, mm-hmm. a a great way to get into those uncomfortable conversations. If you're just joining us, uh, we have a, a fellow from the Deseret News, uh, Maya Jaredot, who is a, an award-winning author and, and writer in her own right. Uh, and I wanted to, to pivot just a little bit on you, Maya, uh, because you have covered so many issues that have been very divisive. You've covered the Middle East and what's happening uh, in in Israel and the West Bank and uh, the occupied territories and all of those things. Uh, what have you learned uh, in your reporting and writing around that area in terms of how do we get past uh, some of these things? How do we get to these difficult conversations and move it forward? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I learned, Boyd, and I didn't just um, report there. You know, I lived on both sides of the Green Line. I lived in Israel and I lived in, in a Palestinian city of the West Bank in two different Palestinian cities. Um, and I also taught at a Palestinian university, and I was walking into that university every day as, as an American Israeli, as someone who carried an Israeli ID. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I had really deep experiences there. And the thing that I was kind of struck by over and over and over, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it, I think it's a little bit cheesy and simplistic and naive, but at the end of the day, everyone wants the same things. Yeah. They, they, they want their children to do better than them, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's any parent in the world that says, oh, I want my children to do just as I have. I think parents always want their children to, to do more and do better. Um, and, and they want to live in, on both sides, in Israel and in the, the territories. Yeah. They want to live in safety and security. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, love and that. That's, and that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. So, so, so good. It's such a, we're going to have you come back and we're going to do a deeper dive on some of your experiences there because they're so valuable, especially in the, the world that we live in now. Uh, she is uh, a writer you all want to follow. Go to Deseret.com. Uh, check out Maya Jaredot. She has a piece today, but she has some brilliant pieces uh, over the last several weeks and months. Uh, in terms of things that will get you thinking different about what you think you know. So, Maya, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being part of the Deseret News team, and thanks for elevating the conversation today. Thanks for having me, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of Deseret. All right. Fantastic. Again, that's uh, Maya Jaredot for, uh, joining us today, and uh, we're going to continue that conversation. We'll step aside right now for a uh, quick bottom-of-the-hour news, including news coming out of Louisville, Kentucky. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. We'll be back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.